0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to NSPS Radio Hour. Uh, welcome, Lisa Isom, again with me today. Welcome, Lisa. Well,
1: thank you very much. Pleasure to always be great,
0: here. Always great to have you on the show. Uh, last week was a little hectic for us, as you, uh, well, hectic for you, too, because you're doing a lot of traveling, uh, but a lot of things going on in the midst of the conference we were having last week. So, lo- a lot of different things happening.
1: Yes. Yep, it's uh, that busy time of the year with all the conventions and expos and and uh, and tons of travel.
0: (laughs) That's for sure. I um, I was so busy last week I couldn't even keep up with all the craziness that's going on in the political campaign. So you know, it must have been really easy. I don't even know what happened last week. Yeah, well,
1: good luck with that because you know, in fact, I I just said this weekend um, that I had not even, I didn't even hear about um some of this stuff last week until um we were just chatting about it this weekend, so you know I can relate to that that sometimes our schedules are su- such but but you know if you uh miss a day you might um, miss a lot in this in this um uh, uh campaign that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> it seems that way yeah you know,
0: it's gonna be an gonna be an interesting year and and really Will have a big impact. I and speaking of of impact, um, I don't know if if you guys or the companies you all work with or you know keep up with those kind of things, but uh, I would assume that that companies of all types look at at elections and who the candidates are and what the potentials are in terms of what might be coming down the pike. I don't know if there's anything in the insurance world that's happening. I mean, we see things all over the place, but.
1: Uh, well, you know, the bottom line is, is you know, when um, any type of financial um, impact happens, it will eventually ha- it it trickles down to insurance companies because you know at the end of the day, you know, everybody's reinsured and and they're getting their financial backing from you know someone. So whether that's the mortgage, it was you know, mortgage industry, financial banking industry, interest rates, stock markets. Um, etc because that's basically the way that they build their funds is is the premiums go into some type of money um, arrangement to where they you know they can build um, um, their equity um, by put placing their monies there so yeah it it um, it affects it basically affects everyone so so at the end of the day um, uh, I think everybody's paying attention and watching to see what happens and and then, how is it going to impact us and um, and or the insurance companies that we're dealing with? So, um, you know, it it, um, it all comes into play at, at the very end. So,
0: I guess so, yeah. it's kind of kind of interesting when you when you said that about the, how the insurance companies build their funds and all that. That's perfectly logical to think about, but uh-huh. I'm not sure people actually think about it in those terms. I mean, it's, you know, if you, you you're Purchasing insurance, and you're thinking, okay, well, I'm, I'm purchasing my insurance, and when I need it, it's going to be there. I'm not sure how many people stop to think about, okay, obviously my premiums are not going to cover this. If it, you know, if it's a big deal, so right. uh, I don't right. know how many people think about how how those uh, portfolios, if that's the right word, get built to take care of the things that that come down the pike. Because as we know and experience, sometimes things kind of jump up and bite you, and, and uh, all of a sudden you need the help, and it's got to be there. And So I, right. I, that's just an interesting perspective that I probably should have thought about, but I, when you said that, I was thinking, well, gee, they use the same kind of methodologies as all the rest of us do in trying to build some kind of a portfolio.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and, and Kurt, you're right. I mean, you know, most people, you know, I don't know how many times I could tell you that, you know, people say, okay, you know, you're making you know, $1,500 on my policy and I've gone 10 years and I've never had a policy or had a claim, you know, they're making all of this money on me. And it does feel that way when, you, when you're the, the person that's paying the premium. Um, but at the end of the day, as you well know, one car accident can take it away and, and uh, somebody's having to pay that. So, you know, that's a very good point that so often when people are, are securing their insurance with a carrier, um, they, re, you know, you hear people talk about what is the rating of that ch- carrier, what is the, the financial and best rating of that carrier, and that is really something I think that goes to the wayside oftentimes. You just think it's a number or it's, you think it's a an initial, and you don't really stop and think about that is the security behind your money because, at the end of the day, you know, you have carriers that invest in bonds. You have people that invest more so in in stocks. They may go, uh, you'll hear people talk about, well, that's a, that's a European company or that's a, you know, a Chinese company and so on. It may be the piece of paper that you're insuring it with, but you really don't know where their investments are going. That's going to secure your... Your coverage long term, and so, so yeah. Going back to that point, you know, some people, you know, they spread it, and then, then at the at the end of the day, um, there's so, you know the actuaries of an insurance company is really um, the lifeline <laughs> of the longevity of that insurance company long term because you know they're looking at how much money's coming in, how much money can they make on that, and then and then securing enough money from the from the loss analysis of that particular risk to reserve enough money back to pay claims. And that's really where, you know, it's a very uh, complicated world, I guess, um, from, you know, the layman's perspective to make sure that that, that money is there when you do need it. And, and that's really... Um, um, a good intro for today's um, radio show um, as we've been talking over the past year two years of various coverages um, that you know land surveying company needs and and should should take a look at and acquire um, uh, we we have briefly spoken about you know various valuations of you um, the claims and how to report claims and/or the reporting provisions within a claim uh, or re- within a policy, and um, you know, with with spring coming on or spring now here, um, there's a lot of things to keep keep in mind. And and one of the things that we've talked about on the show and and most people are very aware of um, is theft and um, a lot of the thefts that go on with the equipment and trucks and so on, that, um, you know, we're all, you know, we kind of do that, that that spring cleaning, if you will, and take a look at, you know, what we're doing, how we're doing it, um, what's going on in, in our, our, our world of surveying, and, um, and make, make sure that, you know, our... Employees are aware of how to secure things and, and mitigate the claims as best as we can. Um, one of the things I am having a, a meeting next week, actually, specifically on the amount of thefts and a, amount of thought, um, of loss that is going on with with respect to the surveying um, surveying equipment, and um, and then those are just. Um, um, multiplying. Um, you know, we have spurts of them, but at the end of the day, we all kind of pay for it at the end if we don't try to mitigate these claims a little bit um, from from our side of it.
0: Yeah, that's certainly uh, a piece of it, again, that, that the ones of us on this side of the, of the wall, so if, wall's probably not the right word, but on on, on this side of the team because I guess it's a team effort in <laughs> in many ways because um, it's incumbent upon us the the holders are the the people who purchase the insurance to um, do the do our best efforts to make sure that we don't uh, have losses because even if they get paid for there's still a loss that is hard to recover uh, right. with downtime or whatever the case may be so I, I don't know. Are they? Are there opportunities for uh, for people to have those conversations with their agents or their representatives at the companies to uh, talk about strategies? I know we sometimes we you know we work with some of the, the uh, professional liability carriers and we meet with them on a regular basis and talk about risk mm-hmm. management issues and how people can can diminish their risk, but I think most of the time when we do that, we're talking about the professional liability risk. We're not necessarily talking about the other risk.
1: Right. You know, there there are. There's there's a lot of different avenues. Um, one, you know, I would tell you through um, the program, our NSPS program, um, that is an access point of risk management or, or loss control um, that is there for the, the member and and you know we can provide tips or or tailgate meetings or um you know you know uh you know auto insights, equipment insights, you know, so on that you can help to mitigate your claim or your chances of that occurring. Um, uh, that from from an agent perspective, certainly, um, you know, you should be reaching out or asking an agent, or have, you know, even having the conversation with the agent. You know, do you have a lot of claims? You know, um, have you seen, you know, claims increase, or, um, you know, you know, just have that communication with your your agent and see what they say and what they're advising you to do. But but from a from a from an outreach, there there are other um, items that you can get, you know, through us or through NSPS. But then you go a step further, and to your point, oftentimes when you you know you're meeting with some of our lead carriers, you know the CNAs, the RLIs, the handovers, etc. That is very much um, geared to the professional liability and how do we mitigate our professional exposure and and you know um, look at it from contracts look at it from how we do our works or our double checks or or our checks and balances from the professional liability perspective but it is um, uh, something that really from a mitigation or uh, the risk management piece of it should be uh, you know down to the very end to the very package um, to your GL, um, piece of it. And, you know, uh, as an example, you know, from the professional liability, you know, we had um, you know, oftentimes, you know, I'll hear people and they ca- they call in and they talk about, you know, I have, um, I really don't have a lot of exposure. Um, or I have to carry the professional liability, but I really don't have a lot of exposure of, a, of an error happening because, you know, uh, I'm out in the before, middle of...
0: Before we go too deeply in this, we're about 10 minutes 10 seconds away from our first seconds. break. So I want to. we can let's come back after the break and, and delve into that uh, more deeply. Okay. So we'll, Perfect. we'll go to our first break now and be back shortly.
2: Attention surveyors, are you aware that that yellow stick you're using is saving lives all over the world? Yes, that pinfinder is clearing fields and villages of unexploded cluster bombs and other hidden explosives in over 25 countries. Johnstead, in cooperation with International Mine Action Programs, provides free locators to where they are most urgently needed. To find out how you can help, visit the NSPS website at nsps.us.com. And thank you.
1: I'm Marita News, and I would like to invite you to listen live or download my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio.
3: Quick stakes. Does your survey supply dealer have Quick Steaks? If not, demand that they start carrying Quick Steaks. Did you know that Quick Steaks are better for your back than your local chiropractor? Lightweight and easier to use than the old heavy wooden steak. Order a sample today and prove it to yourself. Quick stakes, your back-friendly steak.
4: Attention surveyors, Seansted announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seansted products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to com. Seansted, the best just got better. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com.
1: This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you.
0: We're back again with, with Lisa Isom. And, and before we went to break, sorry I had to interrupt, but as, as we pointed out during the break, the, the breaks come fast.
1: So. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Well, um, you know, to take off where we left off, um, I was actually speaking about the e, you know, professional liability or E&O. And, and some of the comments that, you know, I get oftentimes is, you know, um, I don't really have a lot of exposure, you know, I don't do as, as people will put it, I don't do construction, I don't do highway work, I don't do this and I don't do that. Um, however, maybe they do uh, separation of, of large um, lots of land. Um, maybe they're out in the middle of a 500-acre um, um, uh, forest land and they're going to separate it out for, for building or something. And they're right from a perspective that There's you know not a lot of people out there, Um, you know maybe maybe you don't see as many blanket suits as you would see um, from a construction perspective, but um, a a a situation that came came about and and it really kind of brought up um, how we need to kind of revisit about reporting provisions or uh, be aware as to when you do carry an insurance policy making the the agent or the, the carrier aware of a situation that could um, could exist, and in this particular um, case, um, it was a very large um, lot of land, and the very very um, basic. You know, the person goes in to reevaluate the the um, the boundary of a uh, a lot um, several. Acre lot, and they basically um, did the survey, and and uh, a fence was going to be built. A fence was built, and um, and basically, in in doing so, on this new fence, they had to clear a bunch of trees. Uh, needless to say, um, this was in uh, early part of 2015, latter part of uh, 14. And um, the claim has now just um, occurred. The surveyor was aware of the situation, was also aware that um, the fence was was incorrectly um, placed, and they went back out and rectified it um, and put the fence back where it should be. Um, However, now... Um, the, those trees that was pushed down um, are now worth one hundred ninety eight thousand dollars in a claim. So um, you know there are are stipulations and rules in, in uh, uh, each and every state of you know the valuation of the trees um, and um, how much each one of those trees are going to be valued at, and and if you have a state that Basically stipulates if a tree's this size and this perimeter and X Y Z, you can pretty much count um, how many um, stumps are there, and you're going to be paying um, greatly. And but in this situation, the person was aware of it in 14 and 15. The situation was never brought to the attention of of the carrier um, and or the agent and. Um, uh, you know now we're we're going back and forth not only on on the claim on the valuation of the trees but whether or not coverage exists because when you're signing those applications again you, that is that is part of your policy so when you say I'm not aware of any situation that could occur in a claim or anything that's been brought to my attention um, that has uh, has, that's proven to be a an error on your works, and you answer that question as no, um, you you have a problem. <laughs> you have a problem if a claim comes up and you are aware of it and you try to rectify it and you move forward. You know, a situation is not going to hurt you in a... Renewal pricing perspective, but there are reporting provisions on all policies, and those policies are, you know, if you're aware of a situation that could occur in a claim down the road, you need to make you need to make that situation known. It's not viewed as a claim until it's a claim, and so um, you know, don't be paying your insurance and then find you know, down the road where you may have a problem and now we're fighting for this insured and we're fighting to make sure that, that um, the policy applies. But, you know, it was right on the line of between um, a renewal date, so, um, you know, when was the application completed, when was, you know, there's more d- discovery that has to take place in a claim. Uh, when that those kinds of situations occur and so what I what I'd like to do and it certainly help um, with the radio show is is make people aware of these situations to where when you do have a claim the last thing you want to be dealing with is more discovery because you you filled out the application incorrectly um, you want you know you know you want to just move forward with the claim and the claim itself is is problematic enough for you, um, the last thing you want to deal with is reporting provisions on a um, policy. So, so it, um, be sensitive it may, to that.
0: It may, I was going to ask the question, but I'll say it more as a as a perspective rather than as a question. It seems as though when when one finds oneself in a situation where pretty obvious that a claim could occur or at least some action could occur. It may not end up in a claim but there's a potential for a problem and in the one you described, it would seem that that would be fairly evident that that might be the case. It sounds like you're saying you should call your your agent when that occurs, perhaps, um, and let them know that there's something out there. It's not necessarily going to be a blight on you but it would seem to me that that would be a better solution than not saying anything about it
1: right and 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 you're absolutely right you know there's there's things that happen in business you know because the response is well i could I could be calling you every single day, well yes you could, and I could be, could be calling mine too you know every time i you know I'm unhappy or an, a, you know a, an insured may be unhappy over you know whatever you know I could be calling mine too, but I think we all know um where when we know that something really did occur and we go out and we try to fix it and we we even redid a survey, you know that that's kind of (laughs) wrong. So, you know, there's so many policies today that most policies will have some form of pre claims assistance for the insured. And so use that policy for why you're paying for it you know so at the end of the day you know maybe that claim could have been mitigated you know when when you just make the incident known the agent should be reporting that to your carrier coverage is then spurred okay so even if a claim comes down the road 2 years down the road that policy is now going to be that policy is going to be activated by that first phone call then in addition to that, if that particular insured says, hey, this is what happened, and we've rectified it with a new um, placement of the fence and so on and so forth, maybe that maybe that attorney for the, the carrier would say, well, w- just to make sure that we have everybody signed off on it, maybe we'll go back to the homeowner to say, you know, they've rectified the problem. You don't foresee an issue with the trees that have been taken down. And have someone sign off on it. That then mitigates the claim from existing 18 months to two, two years later. And, or it's a speed bump when that claim does happen and they come back and change their mind and say, well, wait a second you know, in this particular state law, we were entitled to XYZ for every tree you took down. Um, That, at the time, could be a speed bump for that attorney to come back and say, listen, you agreed that these trees, you have thousands of them. You don't really need these, you know, 20, 30 trees that was pushed down. Um, That would give you, the insured, some ammunition when that claim Might occur, and so you know. So yes, you know. As if you're aware of a situation, and especially one that has been tried to be remedied or rectified, you know, just let the agent know to where you know your coverage, your reporting provision has been spurred, and um, and if you need that coverage, it's it's there for you to to have going forward.
0: All of that make, makes me think about the forum when it comes out every year. You were talking earlier about the list of activities you're involved in, right? Um, I guess that that's even more evidence you have to think through that pretty, pretty um, strongly, um, and it and it almost sounds as though. And I was just thinking of UAVs and people getting into UAVs. and We can talk about that later, perhaps, or new types of equipment. Now, granted, I haven't bought any new equipment in a long time because of what I'm doing here now. But um, if you're if you're changing your strategies or your services uh, menu or whatever the case may be, uh, and your your latest insurance form doesn't reflect that, it would seem reasonable that you'd want to let your company know.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, and that you know, actually, kind of leads us into you know to uh, some of the you know the, the equipment coverage um, that, as we all know, you know, anybody that's been in the industry for a while, or as long as I have been now, <laughs> um, you know, there's there's more and more equipment um, that is, is being transported and or um, with us or out in the field or in the back of our trucks and. And as the season, you know, and the the springtime comes, um, we need to take a look at that and look at how to, you know, prevent not only the equipment theft that's in the field, but the equipment theft that's also included in in auto theft. And so um, uh, I don't know how we are on time, but if... um, We're about
0: 30 seconds from our break, so maybe we can wait and get into that, but... (laughs) <laughs> but uh, as i said surely those are the kind of things that that need to come to our minds and and i know how easy it is you you know you purchase your insurance and you probably don't even think about it again until you need it but um right. it certainly should be on our minds particularly in in today's world and how all all, all things in today's world become more sensitive it seems um uh, just because of the nature of the way things are in the world so when well, we come back we'll pick up on that issue and and talk
1: about it for a while. Okay, absolutely.
4: All right. Attention, surveyors. Schonstedd announces the Maggie, the next-generation magnetic locator the maggie combines the best features of two flagship shonstead products the sensitivity and precision of the ga52 cx and the visual display and single-handed operation of the ga92xt contact your dealer for details or go to www.shonstead.com shonstead Shonstead, the best just got better did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like.
3: Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not... Get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to QuickState.com. that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for Quickstakes today.
4: Whether cruising the strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, You need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on americaswebradio.com.
2: Attention, surveyors. Are you aware that that yellow stick you're using is saving lives all over the world? Yes, that pin finder is clearing fields and villages of unexploded cluster bombs and other hidden explosives in over 25 countries. Johnstead, in cooperation with International Mine Action Programs, provides free locators to where they are most urgently needed. To find out how you can help, visit the NSPS website at nsps.us.com. And thank you.
4: You're listening to America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
0: When we started last break, Lisa, we were beginning to talk about equipment issues, and, of course, we were talking about theft and all those kind of things, but... Uh, you were talking about insurance checkups per right. so to, so to speak, as things right. change and that and we we were particularly talking about the uAV thing and it, it's just not a piece of equipment um, no no, it's not um you
1: know one of the things that you know as I said before you know it's 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 spring things are changing um you know our industry is changing and you know, one of the things that I would say, you know, naturally with the equipment, um, it, it, there are more and more people um, that are aware of what surveyors do, and and the equipment that's in their vehicles or within their um, um, their control, I guess, um, is the best way to put it. But and then the, you know, it's easily. Uh, sold. It's e- you know it's easily um, to grab and or to grab it and take off with it and and try to get um, high do- high dollar values um, for this this equipment. People are aware of that now, and um, you know at, as as you pointed out at the first segment that even though you're and you're taking care of your piece of equipment and so on. We're looking at it from an industry perspective. And so, you know, the more claims that, that occur, the more, um, you know, we, we can't control or, or keep the, the price overall um, uh, down because of the, the amounts. If the amounts of theft and the theft loss go up, then naturally insurance rates have to, to go up to compensate for that or you find yourself limited to the amount of people that will insure uh, surveying equipment. So at the end of the day, mitigation is our only, only deterrent um, to try to help offset raising rates or having carriers pull out of the market, um, and especially as our values of our equipment go up. So one of the things that I would tell you is, I mean, naturally just common sense will tell you if you're if you got you know a seventy-five thousand dollar valued piece of equipment and you're paying five hundred and seventy-eight dollars a year to insure that, you know, or something to that that um, magnitude from a premium perspective, y- you're going to have to write a whole lot of those five hundred dollar policies to make up for one loss, much less a a a vehicle with a with all of the equipment in the back of it being stolen. So. At the end of the day, um, you know, uh, talking about drones, talking about equipment and so on, one of the things with our industry changing as it is, keep in mind that a, a drone is not your normal piece of equipment, okay? It's not your normal inland marine floater, Um you're going to have to look at things a little bit differently. Just like the insurance marketplace has to look at it a little bit differently as well. So, you know, if if the the equipment that you have attached to it is in the back of your truck, you're probably going to have some coverage for that. But let's just say you take the drone and you're you're up, you know, five thousand feet. Um, you know, at the end of the day, that is now considered aviation. So you need to look at different type of insurance secure yourself for that drone exposure, and and then you also have your in in you know almost 25 years of of well actually 25 years of of insuring surveyors. I can tell you on one hand how many general liability claims I've ever seen from a surveyor. Okay, General liability, not professional liability. So so with the drones, um, that actually opens up a whole new claim level for surveyors that are being viewed under the, you know, personal injury, if you will, uh, that could possibly go into your general liability. So that you want to make sure there's no exclusions. You want to make sure that the coverage that you do have is going to secure that drone when you're using it. And um, and then if someone on the ground wants to sue you over personal injury or, or um, maybe identity theft or identity um, damages, um, that is covered under your insurance policy because Oftentimes it is not. So, And
0: I, I would assume that you could even face, with with the drone thing, even privacy issues.
1: It is, yeah. The privacy issue is a huge issue um, from the drone um, exposure. So, um, you know, the privacy issue is, is naturally a large one, and we want to make sure, or the probability of that, you know, right. because at the end of the day, what we what we know now is very little, so we don't know what the courts are are going to keep um, and, and allow to to come to fruition. But you're going to have to defend it, right? So at the end of the day, we don't know the damages that's going to be handed down, but we do know that there if there's if there's a human being factor out there, there will be suits that's being brought, and you want to make sure that you have the coverage. When you come into play with that, uh, that can defend you.
0: Um, what what level of scrutiny is there? Let's let's say um, I had called you up and I said, "Hey, Lisa, I just br- I bought this cool UAV, and I'm going to start using it." Um, what's the level of um, I don't know disclosures or whatever that kind of information you'd be looking for when somebody just says that? I mean. You don't just say, "Okay, you've got one." I'm insuring you. There must be some no. Some,
1: no, categorization some underwriting of that. information that we, we would have to you know to gather. Um, you know, naturally, you know what level, um, how uh, you know what what's the value of it. Um, naturally, you know how what type of distance are you going to be using this to gather? Uh, what's the camera on it? That you know, and what's the capability of that camera? Um, you know, what type of survey work are you going to be doing with it? You know, so you have, you have different variations, just like, you know, construction versus boundary surveying. Um, you know, are you going to be out in the middle of a um, uh, side of a mountain surveying mines? Or are you going to be in the middle of a subdivision where you can possibly see in people's backyards and so on and so forth? So it's going to be those kind of questions. But it will be, um, you know, um, uh, it's going to be pretty extensive with respect to asking questions and valuation of that equipment and and so forth. So the equipment's one piece, but keep in mind you're picking up the liability from the other other um, side of it. So the as you just pointed out, the personal injury or the privacy issue um, of it. And so there are. It's a twofold. So um, you know, as as the 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 insurance kind of pans out here, as to are we going to see these claims? What type of claims are we going to see? How much are these claims that we're going to see? The underwriters are going to gather more and more information until they can kind of see how is this going to pan out. And one state may be different than the other. So um, you know. The complaint in the past years have been, you know, your your application under professional liability, and they're asking me all these things. Well, get ready because they will ask you all of these things because it's so unknown right now as to how the claims are going to develop out on the um, the use of them.
0: And I would so, think too um, with, with the whole licensing thing that's going on now with those, you'd want to be comfortable that someone has has acquired. The, well I guess that would matter to you maybe it doesn't but the I guess correct- it would matter to you as the insurer that that person holds the proper licenses
1: exactly you know that's that's that is part all part of the underwriting side of it um and and yeah you know all of those questions will be, would be asked the valuation of it is only one you know I can tell you um you know we've we've insured you know drones and in fact the first one that I ever insured was probably. Probably eight, eight, almost ten years ago, and it was unheard of. I was like, "What?" And and so we had to actually, um, you know, kind of feel our way through the insurance to say, "Okay, where does one insurance policy leave off when it's on the ground versus when it's in the air?" And and it was a real learning lesson for it, and it's still being discovered um, as both agents as well as insurance. Um, uh, companies are are you know finding out where where the liabilities stop and begin um, and then um, also from the uh, the equipment and then how is it going to be evaluated um, so that was the one thing that I did want to address today is is about valuation and and the due diligence um, that insureds have when you do have a loss and um, you know, over the years, you will hear me talk about you know replacement cost valuation for equipment, um, actual cash value of equipment, um, you know, equipment versus a car. Um, you know, do you have you know you have an auto that's broken into? Where does the auto coverage get you know paid versus the equipment that was stolen out of the back end of it? And so so at the end of the day you know insurance is a contract it's a legal contract and so the the insurance company has a due diligence to pay that claim if you follow that contract and so you go down to the to the wire of the reporting you know you you know it's it's you're supposed to report it as 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 customary as possible so you know, so as quickly as you know about the claim and leave that gray area what is customary, well, don't leave it to the insurance company to decide it, okay? I'm talking to you as, a, as, as one of my fellow members mm-hmm. of, of the association to, to say take the gray out of it as best as you can. So, so with that said, as soon as that, that vehicle... Is broken into. Notify your your agent. If the equipment is stolen, notify that agent. Um, and then you know that starts all of the balls rolling. And and then you don't ever have to have a question of did I report it late? Did I know about it and not you know and sit on it for a year to two years? Um, you know you know I don't know how many how many people are setting out there that can kind of go without equipment. You know, you want to get those up and running as quick, quickly as you can, and it's not like you have, you know, one stuck in the cl- closet that you're not using, right? So
0: and You don't normally so, have a, a spare like you do an extra pair of shoes. And by the way, we're about 10 seconds away from our last break, so we'll, right. maybe we can come back and sort of wrap all this together, and, and then maybe right. there's a couple other things we'll need to talk about. So let's okay. go to break.
4: Want to know if your Shonsted locator is still under warranty? Go to shonsted.com and click on Warranty Finder in the lower left-hand corner. Enter your six-digit serial number, and it will tell you everything you need to know. Out of warranty? Click on Repair Department. But here's a tip. Before sending it in, pick up a $25 discount by going to Specials and Sales under the Buy Now tab at www.schonstedt.com.
1: I'm Marita Noon, and I would like to invite you to listen live or download my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio.
3: Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800. 800- Four three eight zero three eight seven, or go to quickstate.com that's q-u-i-k-s-t-a-k-e dot com and order your samples ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today
4: attention surveyors shonstead announces the maggie the next generation magnetic locator the Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA-52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA-92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.Seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to America's WebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening
0: with Lisa ISOM for our last segment for today. Interesting conversation about insurance issues and I'm always I'm always astonished when we when we get on the topic that you would think that eventually you'd have all the bases covered, but it's such a moving target that that's virtually impossible I think. Um, and and a lot of things that come to mind that we may not cover in others and, and one of those is it, you were mentioning earlier the whole reporting thing. Uh, right? That, that's a a big issue that maybe we don't think about as much as we should, so maybe you can give us some tips on that.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, uh, you know, as far as, you know, again, I think the safe keep is, is when it happens, when it happens, you just call um, rather than, um, and then looking at insurance, you know, and how you look at insurance, because insurance is supposed to make you whole again for your loss, okay? It's not a normal wear and tear type policy, okay? So if you have, you know, the kind of, um, um, for clarification, you know, if, if you have a, a, an automobile stolen, as an example, it's to cover, you know, to make you whole again from that loss. And that, that loss is, you know, the, the like kind and quality of that vehicle, Okay, so it's not to replace your, you know, 1978 Volkswagen with a, um, a you know, a, a Range Rover, of you know, 2016 Range Rover, and you not, you know, cover the difference. And so, you know, that is one thing that I, you know, people should keep in mind, that it's not, you're not supposed to come out, um, way ahead of what your insurance is supposed to be doing. So
0: So does that mean my 320,000-mile SUV I'm driving right now is probably not worth a lot in the insurance terms, right? Yeah,
1: that's true. (laughs) So so at the end of the day, you're absolutely right. So the actual cash value of something is going to be viewed, whether that's an automobile or a a piece of equipment or whatever you – Go to do a, a computer. Um, if you in, you know you have an insurance policy that let's just use the computer as an example, or maybe the surveying equipment as an example. If you have a a computer a, um, a computer in your office and maybe it gets lightning struck, well you have things you have data on that that computer that needs to be replaced or re established okay the computer equipment coverage will cover the actual piece of of computer that's damaged so in that situation they would replace the computer but then it also would cover for the amount of time it takes you to rebuild it to load on that software to go back and establish those records if you could do that maybe backups and so on it is not there to say if it's a let's just say fifty thousand dollars of equipment coverage. You have a loss, and your your computer is is lightning struck. The insurance company is not going to just write you a check for fifty thousand. Okay, if that's the limit on your policy, they're going to cover to replace that computer and replace what you can show is on that computer or the amount of time it takes you to have an employee to reinstall that computer, to bring you back to where you was before the loss.
0: Is there okay. some level of, of documentation people should keep in terms of you know, the, the the systems they have on the computer or the data they've got on the computer um, so that they have that ready? I yes. mean, it's so easy to just... Pile a bunch of stuff in your computer and and not really keep track of what all it is.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is, is is you know you should you should have um you know on you know a, a, I would label a computer. So, like as an example, if it's Kurt's computer and and Kurt has this software, that software, this other software, or whatever on it, and then you know naturally you 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 know the suggestion is is that you do backups on it. But that's backing up what is saved on your computer, okay? So the actual software is replaceable typically. If it's registered, it's typically replaceable. If if you have to go out and buy, say, Windows or buy whatever, you know, some of the software packages in order to make, you know, the computer right, then that is covered underneath the policy as well. So... So those kind of things are certainly, it's always good to have a snapshot um, of what's on your computer. And, and things just like when you have a fire at a home, you know, you walk through and videotape all of your rooms in your house because you, it may take you five years and you remember something that was hanging on the wall that you totally forgot about, okay? Same situation happens if you have a loss of your computer, Or a a hard drive goes down, or the lightning strikes and blows up your computer or your hard drive. Those are always good things, good safe things to have. Uh, To talk a little bit quickly, is the same thing occurs for your automobile. You know, take a snapshot, take a, you know, take a, a a cell phone copy of your license plate, okay? Or your VIN number or something to that effect, um, to where so many people, you're out in the middle of the field, okay? Maybe your crew's out in the field, and you get, you know, a piece of equipment stolen out of the back. Of your, maybe your entire truck and the equipment in it is stolen. Well, rather than having to go, go back to your office and find this or find that, you, you may not even have an idea where your license plate is. Or what your license plate number is. So those are some safe keeps to say, hey, before the accident happens, take a photo. You know, write it down, have it in a safe keep to where if your crew's out, they can call one person or or maybe even access it. You know, on the cloud or whatever, in order to provide the sheriff or the the um, the 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 police officer with the amount of information as much as possible in order to try to secure that that equipment and or that, that car back as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah, that you know, makes a lot of sense. I, I really hadn't thought about that, but it makes great sense that if you can provide that information right away, that certainly, I would think, increases the chances, particularly if you had a vehicle stolen, yes. um, that they might yes. be able to track it down.
1: Yes, and I would tell you this, you know, just from... You know, if you have a vehicle stolen, we have just this year, 2016, we've had three vehicles with the equipment in it stolen, okay? One of them was left running, and, and you know, it was very <laughs> a, a very um, easy fact. But there again, as we've talked about in the past on the automobile policy, be sensitive and make sure as you're doing your spring cleaning <laughs> and you're, ta- re- you're talking to your employees again and telling them and, and, and advising them to be on the lookout for this and this and this um, with respect to, you know, your equipment, your vehicles, and how to maintain those because your insurance policy may have a locked vehicle exclusion on it. Well, if your car is running and your keys are in it and the doors are unlocked, guess what? You may find yourself totally uninsured if your employee has left it running and they're thinking, okay, I'm just going to quickly run into the fill-in station and get me a hot cup of coffee. When they come back out, it's all gone. You know, so in this situation, it wasn't even loading the vehicle, which we've had numerous times, but this is a you know, quick pull up and you know you know everybody, right? So you just run in and, and get a quick cup of coffee, you come back out and the vehicle's gone and all of the equipment inside is gone as well. So needless to say, those are not um, situations you want to find out the hard way. So you want to make sure that, you know, if you have a covered bed, you've got it locked, you know, you want to secure it as best as you can you never leave the keys in the ignition or under the floor mat. Um, you know, you want to, to, to lock the vehicle. You want to keep up those windows. Um, you know, you, you want to mitigate the loss as best as you can. And, um, and then at the end of the day, when you have a loss, you want to get that reported in as quickly as you can and understand that um, insurance is there to make you whole again it's not to use insurance as a money maker. i guess is the best way to put it
0: right and you know all of that brings to mind we earlier you mentioned a, a little checkup or checklist that we could do in the newsletter and we could also post it on the on the website um so maybe yes. you can talk a little bit about that and and how we will pull that together and make it available to people
1: yeah, what I will do, um, you know, as I was saying to Kerr, is I'll put together, you know, maybe a spring checklist for those owners and or uh, companies that want to take a look at just some quick tips on, you know, take a look at maybe your insurance policies to know what you really have, um, but then most importantly, take a look at um, the training. Um, make sure, even though your insured or your employees maybe have been with you a long time, reiterate those things. Reiterate looking at, you know, from the safety of you're gonna be back out on the, the roads roads again, you're gonna be out on, you know, um, using the vehicles, make sure those vehicles are maintained and have been, you know, tires checked and and so on and so forth. But doing those those preventative type walk-arounds before you're getting out on the road and, and you're out there with your crew and have an auto accident, or um, how to secure that equipment, how to secure those those vehicles. Reiterating those things as a reminder can never hurt. And um, and then if you do have a, a loss or a claim, how to report it and how to report it as quickly as possible to try to secure not only your equipment back, but um, to get you back out on the road and, and out in the field again working. So I'll yeah, put together makes... a little um, a checklist for those, and then naturally you can always um, give us a call. We can certainly go over those, those items to, of things that, you know, you can look at from both the professional as well as your general liability, your auto, your workers' comp, et cetera.
0: That makes great sense, and we're thirty seconds out from being through with the show today. And as always, it goes too fast. But yeah, I'll look forward to it. That'll be a kind of thing people can hang on to and u- use on a regular basis to, as a reminder. So uh, that that'll be a big help to uh, to everybody. I think. So as always, thanks so much for being with me and sharing your your expertise in the field that the rest of us find to be strange. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I really appreciate you being with me, and we'll we'll do this again sometime soon.